everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Want to make a podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere. And even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters. Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else your podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I've discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just enjoy putting these podcasts out for everyone to really like. I highly recommend you give it a try. It's so easy to use. Download the Spotify for podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. What's up, everyone? It's the Ant Hill Show. I hope you guys are all excited to be here. I know we're excited to yeah. come and talk to you about some 49ers football. 49ers come off a tough loss. Got a lot of conversations to get into, Jason, but this is the first one that we've done live. Had a little bit of technical difficulties, so we started <laughs> a little late. Uh, but here we are, and we're we're ready to get going. And, you know, the, the game had a lot of topics, which I'm sure we're going to get into, Jason. What were your feelings on the game, and what's up, 49ers Chanel? What were your feelings on this game against the Falcons? Kind of where do the 49ers go from here? I mean, to, at the risk of sounding overly simplistic, when you, when you don't have seven or eight defensive starters at any one point on, on the field, <laughs> that, that sort of makes Wait, it... Wait, that's a problem? I mean, I know everybody believes in next man up, but when the next guy's up is the 45th guy on the roster. Next man up, not next men. Next men, men yes. Yeah, <laughs> next, next men's Next men's up. Yeah, I think that's one of those things that it, it's tough to overcome that amount of injuries. And at one point, you had Samson Ebu come out. You had he, he's out a couple times. Yeah, Charvarius Ward out. Ebucom kept coming he's back. back. Uh, big ups to him because if not, the Forges wouldn't have had a single starting defensive <laughs> lineman on the entire team. But it was a tough one because uh, it felt like Atlanta had some breaks go their way early, yep. and then the 49ers fought back in a huge way. Uh, Brandon Ayuk got it going with Jimmy Garoppolo, and Ray Ray McLeod had a big punt return as well that really got the 49ers going. And when it got 14-14, I thought, okay, you here we go. They 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 
They're going to find a way to, somehow. Right. They overcame sure the way. Find a way. But I had to say, it off. as soon as I saw it was tied, I was like, okay. I know they're kind of kind of run the ball at us a little bit. And Marcus Mariota is becoming the most accurate quarterback in the history, history of, of the sport here today. But Well, at least if you listen to Mark Schler. Mark Schler, is, is, <laughs> I, I love that guy. He's hysterical. I, I don't always agree with what he says, but he, just, he makes me laugh. I never though. agree with what he says. Because, but he, he's, he's always so fired up and just like, you can just, you can just tell, like, he's, he's, he's in the booth with his helmet on, like, I need another, I'm fucking another, oh, I need another knee surgery here yeah. because I, I want to go play so bad. But like I said, at 14 all, you're thinking, I'm not sure how, I, but you, you just expect it. Them to eke out that win, you know, like 24 21, maybe or something like that. And then, yeah, kind of didn't happen. You know, it's like, oh man, yeah, you kind of expect them to write the ship. Now, one of the problems was Atlanta's run game is it was very successful. And when they weren't going to get those first downs, Marcus Mariota did it with his Something legs. He made, a play uh, well, he, he made some big plays. We had a, a couple of funny uh comments. First off, Ben V says, uh, next team up, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh. Hafizian said, uh, why is the off... Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Revenge Tour, which uh, is funny again. Oh, jeez, you know. Um, and here's something that I'm sure we're going to get into. So, uh, But Stovey is saying it's Kyle. He can't run the offense for S. Um, so I'm sure we'll get into that in a second. So, Jason, we're talking about this 49ers-Falcons um, team, but there's a few topics that we want to get into for yeah, sure during offense. this matchup. I mean, you know, I mean, half the lines out. I mean, yeah, it's it's tough. So he, let's talk about the injuries. He gets guys wide open in the passing game and they drop passes. Yeah, that that's his fault. Let's talk about injuries first off because just so many guys are down now. I mean, it, it when you're dealing with a few injuries here and there, you can overcome those. We've seen them do it for a week, you know, from yeah. week to week. I thought Bosa was Bosa's a huge miss. Huge. Um, but also it's just huge. Atlanta Falcons' attitude as far as running the football didn't allow for very many third and longs in which Marcus Mariota would be back there, drop back. So the Fournier's only accounted for five hurries. Yeah. We're talking about a team that had come off a seven and six sack <laughs> uh, games, and now they only came up with five hurries. The loss of Bosa was huge. Um, but overall, just not having that interior run defense to stop the run game. I thought Ridgeway and Givens did the best they could, but at some point you're going to wear down. You're yeah, going to get tired. They went bad. I, I was impressed with how the, the all three of the Falcons running backs always fell forward. We we would hit them and they always gain an extra yard or two here. But boom, constantly extra yard. You know, it, it could have been a, a two yard run and maybe being four yards, and and that got them to third and short all the time, which kept our, our pass rush at bay. But but man, we realized how Bosa is important. Like he. He's he he's one of the he's he's almost a basketball player in in that he takes so much of your focus and makes everybody else so much better because you have to key on him so much for in 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 all phases of the game that when he's not there they can they can single up everybody and 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 there's guys who can win from time to time but but not that consistent like you have to put two guys on him and that gets everybody else. Yeah, a chance. And I thought you seen guys taking chances to try to make plays. There was one play where uh, the tight. I'm sorry, I wanted to say Titans because that's what that's offense our, is. The our, Falcons Smith does, end up yeah. running to the right side, and Fred Warner went completely the other way. He was guessing, trying to make a big play because you have to guess. Yep. You're just not able to consistently stop them, even though they only gave up 21 points, which is only two more than their season high. There's a lot of time, about, um, though. Yeah, there was a lot of movement there, and then you saw Tano Ufonga guessing as well sometimes. Yep. Trying to make something happen, which I was at least happy with the way that they played the entire game as hard as they could. Yeah. Um, that's good going forward. There's no quit in these guys. 
but they definitely need guys back. Samuel Womack uh, got caught looking inside when Mariota burned. ran the, the play to the outside for the touchdown. Those are plays you missed Traveris Ward. You could start seeing where you had second and third string guys in there where it's like, okay, now now we're fart, starting to feel the pain. Yep. Um, and, you know, you got to give props to the Falcons for taking advantage of those 49ers miscues. Did a good and game plan. They did, and I thought they executed at a pretty high level. They're they're solid, and they're, uh, they're uh, a, a physical football team for sure, like this. Yeah, th that's it, right? The Falcons are built on physicality. Yeah. I, You know what was nice is I did think the 49ers offense at times brought some physicality. Debo Samuel, George Kittle got involved in the offense. Uh, Brandon Ayuk made some some nice plays as well, but um, I thought they were getting into. So let's talk about this 49ers offense, Jason, because, you know, it's already been in chat. You know, they're talking about, hey, this offense isn't able to. Ben V said, hey, why isn't this offense able to score points? The 49ers only come away with 14 points. When they had those two really successful drives, it looked like they should have been able to put up more points on Atlanta. I'm not saying they win the game, uh, but I do believe they should have put up more points as well. It, Atlanta's defense, though, has gotten better every week. If you, if you saw last week against Tampa, they did a pretty good job against the Bucks offense, too. So there's some improvement on that side. But hey, Jimmy has Kittle in the corner. If he keeps on running, it's a touchdown. So, you know, there's seven right there. The drops obviously didn't help from Ray Ray and Warner, where uh, where it, if, especially if Ray Ray gets that, he's probably gone too. So, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a game of little small things, and you catch a pass, you don't fumble, boom, this game is probably different. So I don't think the offense was as bad as it seemed. And plus, they weren't on the field very long either to get in that kind of rhythm that Kyle likes to have us in, too. Yeah, 16 rush attempts is not enough for a 49ers team to win. That's not brand. I mean, that's kind of what Jimmy Garoppolo said after that's not 49ers football. No. Circumstance put the 49ers behind the eight ball in, in some, some uh, areas because when they were down 7-0, you can run your offense normal. When Go. Jeff Wilson Jr. fumbled the ball and they got taken into the end zone, uh, Kyle Shanahan knew that they needed to move the football because right then, the way that the, the run game was going for Atlanta, you knew the game it's was going to be short. Uh, yeah. I mean, nor normally these early games get over a little after one, and I was fully expecting this game to get done about 1245, and it came pretty darn close <laughs> to getting done because they just both teams were going to run the ball. The 49ers ran the ball a lot less than I thought. They need to get close to 30 rush attempts every game oh, yeah. uh, for them to have a chance to win. They were not in that category. Um, and I think that that hurt the defense because the defense was on the field too long. There's one point I tweeted out. We need this offense to, to keep the ball for a while a just to keep downs. the defense yeah. off the off the field um, and, and let them get rest because they needed that. Because right now that rotation, they don't have the same rotation they had in week one and week two because they have so many guys out. Will they address that this week? We'll see. Um, they did T.Y. McGill last week. Of course, they have to get him acclimated to what Chris Kacarek wants to do on defense. But you got to think there may be a, another move that needs to be made because Kinlaw's out for four weeks. That happened uh, right, you know, late before the game on Saturday. Um, and you have Arm said that you don't know what's going to happen. But when you're looking at the the schedule overall, he's probably not coming back until after the bye. Probably no, it's, it's concerning because it seems like nobody really has anything definite. It's like, well, he could play or he could be out a month. It's like, well. It makes it very hard to kind of plan your 
expectation because you just don't know. I mean, at least with Ken Law, we at least know he's he's out he's out for a month. Yeah. And Mr. Corey says, Ant, you've been avoiding it every time I Oh boy, here we uh, go. living it up. Uh well basically he's saying it's time for me to go in at center and, and replace Kendall. <laughs> I like it. Uh, Mr. Corey's been pushing for me to play center. I said I got like two snaps in me. Hey. And that's about it. Brendel had uh, enough penalties where, where that'd be okay. Oh, the, the, the Brendel the hold, number one, was a terrible call by the referee crew. Um, Brendel got pancaked. Uh, he should it's, not be punished twice. It's, it's for, hard to hold somebody for, as you're getting... Knocked on your backside. Yeah, getting dominated. Like that's that's uh, tough. And that was a nice throw from Jimmy Garoppolo. Yep. And let's transition into that. Just talk about Jimmy G. Um, because Jimmy G went to the left hash mark and threw to Brandon Ayuk. Now, I thought in this game that Jimmy G had really good moments. He had good moment, good moments, and he had bad moments. And I think it was the Jimmy G experience. Um, but I didn't think it was like terrible. I didn't think it was great. I kind of thought it ended up being in that good category. That interception were in the end of the half, I don't count Doesn't against count him. At all. But I thought he had not just the one that got picked, you know, in, off Debo's hands. But I thought he should have had another a pick to uh, to Evans, the linebacker. Evans should have had that ball. Yeah, I, like that. That was that was the only throw where I'm like, oh god, that was bad. Like like that was <laughs> Jimmy just kind of. Hide your hand in your face because it's like, oh, that was, we, we dodged that bullet. One to Ayuk, or I mean to <laughs> Debo, it could have been a PI. I was surprised that they actually picked it up. I don't know. Debo doesn't get a lot of PI calls uh, for the mere fact, I think, because he's so physical. Just, um, yeah. He's got to learn how to, like, maybe not fight through the ball so much and just flail in the air like just, some of the other just, guys do. Just jump casually yeah. and let them hit you like this. And yeah, that'd be nice. But, He's he's too much of a, of a man for that BS though. He, and and he, we we did get a super sticker from Roy, so thank you so much, Roy, for the super sticker I'm on the board now. that says "Wow, really appreciate that." And Coach Mike comes through with feathered and lethal. Um, I love the feathered and lethal. That's a dodgeball reference. Uh, for White Goodman, feathered and lethal. I love. I that. haven't seen I haven't seen dodgeball. I grew my hair like out once, years, and I kept so. saying it was feathered and lethal. lethal yeah. yeah, I I love that. I have to go um, back and actually watch it now to. And get the gist of that. And Jason Frank says, uh, Fortnite's had uh, th- five quarterback pressures. Injuries are the issue, but not the excuse. So he thinks it's an issue and not an excuse. Just so many guys out. I don't. I, I would question what's he mean by an excuse? Like, an excuse can be a, a reason is not an excuse. No, I think he's saying it's an issue. It's not like. He's like not not trying. It's saying telling people like it's not an excuse. It's like the actual case of what's oh, happening. Okay, I was gonna say because yeah, if, I don't think Frank meant it that if way. If you don't think having Armstead and Bosa and Eman and Kinlaw matters, then I, I'm not sure what what game you, you watched all year, buddy. Because when they're all there, that this is one. Of the, this is a, this was a, on pace for a historic <laughs> defense. No, knowing Frank the way I know, okay. uh, he understands football. He's one of those guys that's very in tune with football okay. in general. Uh, so he, I, I get where he's coming from. Um, and I think that when you're looking at some of the things that were going on, I mean, Hafizian saying D'Amico needs to go on, the, get on the field. Um, he might, he, he <laughs> might need to at this point. Like he's, he's, he's still pretty jacked up. So he, 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 he probably could. And, you know, Sacktown Izzy says offense was the main issue. We should have put up, uh, 28 to 34 points. Yeah, no, that's, that's true. I, yeah. I, I think the offense definitely could have played, at a higher level, um, I thought in the second half they were going to come out and score points. 
Uh, I do believe that first drive of the second half, Kyle had schemed it up pretty good. Yep. You got D uh, Brandon Ayuk underneath for the slant, and Jimmy throws it low to protect him. He drops it. Then you get the ball over the middle to Charlie Warner, where you can't you can't run down there and hand it to him better than that. That might have been the best throw I I've seen Jimmy make, not just this year in a couple years. Yeah, I mean that was that was on an absolute platter. Yeah, and Charlie Warner he looked oh. upfield. Too soon, yep. and you, you see his head go like this. And yeah, like, it, it, it was it was too bad, and I thought that was a combination of things from the 49ers offense. It was like lack of execution. I seen Daniel Brunskill on that third down run to Tevin Coleman. He missed a block yep. that he was supposed to make. That his guy makes a tackle. Lack of execution uh, really did hurt the 49ers in a game that was going to be limited. Uh, the amount of times you were going to have the ball in your hands, and I thought that was really really big. In Jimmy this game. played really well. Like I. I don't get the as much as I have been hard on him. Yesterday was not a game where it's like, oh man, if we had a good good quarterback win that game, like that was not on him at all. Yeah, and Mr. Corey says, "Aunt, look at me in the eye and tell me why we don't have Drew Dalman." I don't know. I, I I mean, there's there's I mean we could look around right. There's a lot of guys. Why don't we have Creed Humphrey? Um, I know it worked out. It's working out with Aaron Banks, but. You know, Creed Humphrey would have been the the target there to center. The only thing I can tell you is I believe they thought they were going to have Alex Mack for this year for as this well. Year, when they yeah. signed him for three years, I always believed they thought they were going to have him for the two-year deal. Uh, he got married. He decided to not come back. And now the 49ers are stuck. And they got Jake Brindle, who's one of the bottom five centers in the league right now as far as performance. And Daniel Brunskill's playing right tackle because McGlinchey goes out with the calf. Now, I believe his was he got took a knee to the calf. Yeah, a, I think he'll be okay. The only thing is thing. when you get that contact, sometimes you can have a slight pull. I know from experience, pull <laughs> a calf muscle from contact. So that can That's happen. Weird. Um so I get it for sure. Uh and and let's and then Sacktown he says Debo should at least throw his hands up when they play as dead. Yeah, I, he's got to he's got to go ahead and fight for those penalties at this point. Um but Tom Brady but let's talk about the 49ers defense a little bit, Jason, because they gave up the most points that they've given up and 21. The 49ers, of course, their offense gave seven points away. Yeah, they gave up 21 yeah, points. 21 points, you would think the 49ers offense would have been able to do enough against that Atlanta Falcons defense yeah. to be able to win the game. They they weren't able to. I thought the defense battled the entire game. I thought they really tried hard, but uh, that offense just continued to wear on them. Uh, you know, Tyler Algier, Caleb Huntley kept getting three, four yards a carry. And then Mariota was getting them over the top when they needed to. The offense, I mean, it was it was very 49ers offensive, you know, style. It was. And it wasn't, they weren't surprising you. They were loading up. They are getting after you. And I thought at times this defensive line did the best they could. But when you got guys elevated from the practice squad, uh, they definitely couldn't hold up. Yeah. Uh, one thing. Thought I had on Saturday when I saw Bosa was out, and I I meant to text you and just just totally Jeff Wilson that one. <laughs> um, I, I I I was looking at how the Cowboys use eleven heaven, and I'm thinking without Bosa, would D'Amico at some point consider maybe putting right on the edge and just saying go get him. I don't think so. Uh, and I, it, it, if not, why not? Because he's so fast that, that he, he could be a 
menace there too. Because he orchestrates the entire defense. I mean, he he's orchestrating the front seven. Kalado Ufanga handles the back end. Yeah. Uh, but Fred Warner is just. I mean, he's he's doing it all. He's making sure everyone's in the right spots. And when it comes down to it, where you need Fred is in coverage. Fred is his coverage grade is one of the best in the NFL and the best that he's ever, ever had. had. Yeah. That's so true. I mean, that's kind of where Fred's abilities are. I get what you're saying. Um, and I thought that, you know, they dialed up a couple of blitzes yeah. and a couple of, of things that got to Mariota. But one time they dialed up a blitz, they had man coverage on the back end, and Mariota pulled off 17, which was a huge that play was a in that big game. Play. I, I think if they stopped him there, that game might have been a little, little bit different because they had him pinned back. They were about to get, get good field position, and then just boom, there he goes. Like, oh, damn. Yeah. It, and I w- uh, Roy says, can we trade for a center? Do you think there's going to be a center on the market? I don't really think that there's a lot of centers that go up for trade in the NFL. I don't think a trade possible. I would. November 1st, I would call Alex and be like, okay, man, we're halfway through the year. You, you only got to play seven or eight games plus playoffs. You've had some time with the wife now. You probably want to get, get, get out of the house. So, so come on back. Yeah, I mean, where do you think? I'm sure they've had some contact. that's what I don't see a trade for us happening. No, and that's two weeks away that you're yeah. talking about. But where that's are the 49ers going to be in two weeks? Uh, you know, it got brought up in chat. The Warriors are three and three right now. Will it be three and five again? I I don't think so. Yeah, I, I think as long as you get Bosa back, they can beat be four and four. I don't think as with all the injuries that we have that we beat the Chiefs now, unfortunately. But I think that next game should be a win. Yeah, Mr. Corey says, beg J.C. Treader to, to unretire. Or or him, too, yeah. You know, like, there's two guys there that that, that definitely are are good players. That I think if the 49ers are in the mix, they, they do need a center that's going to help get them over the top. Uh, Brandel, uh, Brendel struggles to anchor. Do anything. Um, he struggles, you know, with, with a lot of areas of the game. I mean, get us. Snap right. I mean, geez. yeah. You see a lot of a lot of negative plays coming from Jake Brendel. And you're yeah. right. The snap infraction again is is not a a uh, optimal play for the 49ers. He either gets a snap penalty or a snap or or, or has a bad snap every game. Mr. Corey says Bosa isn't going to fix the offense. No, but if you have to, if you if you if you give up less, you have to. Or less to win though too, so. and he also will give them more opportunities. Yeah, uh, Bosa's good against the run, he which the run. would have would have helped a lot. I mean, missing Bosa, Armstead, uh, and Kinlaw, and even if they had Bosa and Armstead, I think they would have been able to you know stop you know the Falcons' run game on more than a couple of drives, and yeah. I think they could have cut it down to where you know yeah the offense spots them one, but it would have been a twenty-one point performance from Atlanta, and you would have been in it. You would have been playing for one drive instead of you know trying to play for two. But let's talk about the coaching staff, Jason, because a lot of people I've I've heard some people going on Kyle Shanahan that they who was out coached, uh, going on D'Amico Ryan's. D'Amico Ryan's was out coached. Um, I don't know about the out coach for D'Amico Ryan's. Here's why I'm going to say it right off: is I don't think you can say, "Wow, they were missing seven elevenths of their defense," <laughs> and then say the coach did a bad job. How good of a coach can you be to overcome that amount of injuries? And still, you know, I thought he, I thought they did pretty good. They understood what they were doing, and they tried to slow the Falcons. And the Falcons just executed when they had to. I, 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 I just can't with Niner Twitter fan base. Sometimes it, it just it shocks me at the level of the stupidity of people to blame D'Amico, who was the hottest uh, 
candidate for a head coaching job next year and will have a job if he wants to take it for not being able to to coach up the 43rd man on on his roster or or a guy off the practice squad is just insanely ludicrous like that 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 is that that might be the worst take I've heard all year from from people who claim to be Niner fans it just it's bad it's it's dumb and oh my god like why why would you blame him for anything i think i think it just gets uh you know frustrating jason because you know i mean people see and I, a lot of the the negativity wasn't as much directed towards Demico Ryan's as it was Kyle a lot of people weren't happy with the way that Kyle handled the last what would have been the last couple drives uh, the way it took eight minutes for that one drive to get all the way down there and not score, saying, hey, why weren't we hurrying it up? Why weren't we being, you know, um, more on the move, trying to get points early? Yeah, I understand that, like, you you know, you're not going to have as many opportunities against Arthur Smith's offense, but uh, moving down the ball expeditiously gives you maybe another opportunity. Yeah. So what do you say about that? Let, let's turn it from D'Amico to Kyle. Do you think that was a mistake on his part? Should he have went fast? Um, or do you think he should have done exactly what he tr- what he tried to do and get at least a touchdown with still having three timeouts left? If they could have scored the touchdown with with their 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 three timeouts and before for the two minute, we've seen Jimmy go with seventy seconds and go eighty five yards a ton of times. If Kittle and him are on the same page, that's an easy touchdown. It's a one-score game. It's in the hands of the defense with all all that stuff that I just said right there for us. So would I have liked to have seen them go a little faster? Yes, but were they in a spot where if they had scored there, that they, they still had a chance and didn't have to rely on onside? Absolutely. So, I mean, I, I could understand it, but to say that it's this, it's this dreadful idea, no, because we've seen, like I said, we, 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 we've seen Jimmy go 85, 90 yards late in games a lot of times, especially in the regular season. Like, he does that really well. And uh, Permaculture now says, I, I like, I think to focus on a positive, Jimmy's deep ball has been looking really good the last three games. Hopeful Danny Gray uh, to start making that connection. And it was weird because it was Willie Sneed that was playing over yeah. Danny Gray. There was the conversation. I don't know if anyone really noticed it or not, but Danny Gray missed practice for an illness. Yep. But then I heard Danny Gray was riding ATVs with the rest of the wide receivers. I don't know if that puts him in the doghouse. Very I don't know much. if it was just a blocking thing that they wanted for this game, uh, but it was something that interesting that came up. I, I would uh, agree with him to, to an extent. I did think the deep ball to Ayuk was a little underthrown. If you look, he kind of had to stop and kind of... Now, he did jump too early, which probably didn't help, but he hits it out in front more. That's probably a, 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 a touchdown, too. But, but his other deep throws were all very good, though. Yeah, I thought the one to Brandon Ayuk down the field was a little underthrown. Uh, I still would have loved to have seen Brandon get a better attempt on that. Yeah. I mean, he kind of mistimed his jump, was kind of <laughs> fading away. Um, but I thought that, you know, if Jimmy throws that out in front, it's probably a touchdown. Yep. Brandon had one. So that was a a bad throw from Jimmy. I'm I'm not gonna say like egregious, but just a bad throw. He, yeah. he would he wants that one back. Yeah, he definitely knew. Um, but he made a you know great throw down the sideline to Brandon Ayuk, which I thought was huge. Yep. The one down the seam to Charlie Warner was nice. Yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo has been stretching the defense vertically. Is something that we've always said that if he did, it can make this offense elite. The offense so far hasn't been elite. 
They've got a couple of run game with that play action pass and those vertical throws. But Jimmy's at least showed a willingness to go outside the numbers and go vertically, which let's see how this ends up panning out over the next several weeks. You got tough sledding against Kansas City coming up. That's going to be a tough game. And then you've got the Rams, and the Rams is the one you have to win. If you beat the Rams in that game and you go 3-0 in the division with two wins over the Rams, you're sitting pretty because it's all about winning your division. That's the easiest way to the playoffs. Get that home playoff game. It is. It's going to be huge. Um, So... And then Roy says, I found a center for us, and he is a free agent. Uh, let me know who that is, uh, Roy. I'm, I'm, very, I'm very curious about hey, he, He'd be able to block a couple <laughs> he, shots. He, could, he would definitely occupy people. He, he's he, he's a big guy. so Yeah. And, and Mr. Corey says, at least Garoppolo and Kyle are going deep is a plus. Can't just throw screens and expect Kittle and Debo to break 40 tackles. Exactly. Yeah, I think it's overall it's been um kind of uh you know a different type of 49ers team overall. Um and I think that's you know kind of good. Um Bradley Bozeman is the free agent center that he's talking about. Jason, you are you ver- you know a lot about Bradley Bozeman? I know who Todd Bozeman is, but I don't know who Bradley Yeah, I I'm not I can't comment on it because I don't really uh know the player very well. So, uh, WTM says, Coach Kyle is still an offensive genius. He owns McVay. I have zero worries about his play calling. I blame the playmakers. Um, I didn't have a problem with the way Kyle handled it. There was, a, I think when it got to four minutes, I was like, okay, let's now speed it up yeah. a little bit. Um, but you want to get that first touchdown. You had three timeouts and a two-minute warning. It was all about scoring before the two-minute warning yep. because uh, then Atlanta wants to use your timeouts. You're going to get the ball back. And if you have them you know, pinned decently deep, uh, you're going to be able to get good field position with a chance to go down and score. That was the plan. They did not execute. They got that third and one. They needed to be able to convert. They weren't able to convert, and that ended up killing that drive. Of course, Jimmy and George Kittle got to get on the same page. Was Jimmy or was George supposed to flatten out in the end zone? Was he supposed to keep going towards the, the corner? Only those two guys yeah. know, but they got to get on the same page because we need those types of touchdowns. Um, and you know, and Jimmy, I thought did a pretty good job evading in the in the pocket, getting out and creating plays. Yeah, he did he, actually. Uh, he yeah. just unfortunately sometimes when he gets out there, he makes these scary throws. Um, but good I mean, right here throws. I'll take the good. And what's up, shooter? Welcome to chat. Shooter. Yeah, shooter is awesome. And then let's talk a little bit about the Chiefs. Oh boy. Um, so the Chiefs are coming up. That's the game of the week. Uh, I don't know how much of the game me and you are going to be able to watch. We're we're gonna be at an Italian wedding. And we're gonna be a yeah yeah. So um, lots but of pasta. I'm, I mean, we'll see. We're gonna try to watch as much. Of course, I'll catch the you know the replay and all that, and uh, we'll get into commentary next week, Jay Hill, because we'll be right back here for the Ant Hill show. Yeah, but of course, um, well, how the do... legendary Ant Hill show? Yeah, the yeah. Kansas City Chiefs come off a loss to the Buffalo Bills, which hell of a game. It's the Buffalo Bills. Hell of a game. Uh, really good. How do you how do you see this game overall? What things make you the most nervous besides Patrick Mahomes? I'm sure you're going to say Patrick Mahomes. What makes you the most nervous about this matchup with the Chiefs? The injury report. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that makes me real nervous because if we, we can get back a couple guys even, then we at least have a chance. But if we have the same guy that we had out there on Sunday next week, Mahomes might go nuts because one thing we know about that that team they don't lose two in a row. That's true. Like they just they do not whether that's a, a mindset or just 
Andy Reid saying, uh-uh, that's not happening. Or Mahomes, because he, he hates to lose, too. They don't lose in a row. So I was kind of hoping that they would win against Buffalo just because, then, okay, they're coming off a win. It'll be a little more relaxed. Now, they're going to be fired up. They're, they're going to be angry. And we got some, some holes on defense. But now, offensively, their defense is not nearly as good as it has been in the past, especially at, at forcing turnovers. So we might be able to neutralize their offense by, by getting the ground game going, but we can't fall behind early. Just can't do that. And there's some some comments. Mr. Corey first says Bradley Bozeman is the Panthers' starting center. Uh, he says would rather have him on uh, him from the Panthers than McCaffrey. Big yikes. Okay, so Jason's <laughs> not in agreement with Mr. Corey. And then here's number two. Shooter's going to be at the Chiefs game, which is fantastic. Lucky so Shooter, Shooter's going to be repping me in spirit. Hopefully Shooter rep me in spirit. Boots I wish I was on at, the ground. As yeah, I wish I, I was that. Yeah. I wish I was at that game. And then Mr. Corey says, I thought Alex was Mexican. He actually is. He's uh, Italian and Mexican, yeah. so yeah, yeah, you're you're on you're on target with that. Um, permaculture, we, or yeah, uh, permaculture says keeping McKinnon contained is going to be tough. Who would have thought we'd have said that keeping Jarek McKinnon uh, contained is going to be tough? That guy had a knee that was supposed to be like corrending, and he's still still out, out there out there plays. The, this offense, though, for people who haven't actually watched the, the Chiefs yet, it's way different now. Like. Not having Tyreek is, it's changed how they operate. They're still highly efficient and and, and stuff, but it, it's not, boom, as explosive. Yes, it, yeah. it's, it's not four plays, eighty yards. It's nine plays, eighty yards. And it's it it, it, it it as a fan of quarterbacking, I've I've loved how Mahomes ha, has evolved. Whereas last year he he did not like to take what the defense gave him. He was wanting to get what he wanted to get. This year he's 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 greatly matured, and he he will take that little five yard pass. He'll he'll he'll, he'll, he'll be okay with 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 a seven yard here. Like just, yeah. keep, just keeps the chains moving. So we have to have to be constantly locked in. Yeah, and shooter says if we go in there with the same defense we had this week, it's going to be hard game to win. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I think that's 100%. highly accurate. And then Mr. Corey strikes back with, yeah, we need another injury prone running back over a starting caliber center. Well, okay, then that's decent. But <laughs> if we're talking about hijacking Panthers, I want Mr. Or say Brian. Burns. Oh, Brian Burns. Yeah, you you. That's and, my uh, number one. You and most want Brian Burns. I I don't think Burns is going for. Here, here's the problem with McCaffrey and Burns. They you're gonna need first round picks to get them, and I don't think the four yards are gonna use 2024 and 2025 to burn to get Burns or I think CMC. You could get Burns. For like a two and a four and like a a, a five, like I, no I, I think way. It, he's so cheap this year, and then next year he's only sixteen on, million dollars on, on his yeah on his fifth year option. There's no way they're letting him out of the building without getting a one back. I don't know. It, wow. I, you would think that, but also if you it might be one where if you if you give up enough picks because they they are so they have so many holes all over their their entire roster that. They need to get picks now. The thing I would say with McCaffrey is he's 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 injury prone, but but they're like kind of unusual unusual injuries though. It's, it's not it's never a huge injury. It's like a rolled ankle and stuff. And 
G, you just kind of drool at the idea of him in our offense. Like, what could Kyle do with him? Is is oh my god, it'd be oh as a as a player, I'm making the move every single day. As the when you, I know the money this year is super cheap, which yeah. is great. You can get out of it next year. I'm just not sending a first round pick uh, to to no. rent McCaffrey no. for that amount of time, even though I love to see him. And what's up, Bomber T? The loss hurt, but that was uh, our B team yesterday. It definitely was wasn't our, the 49ers starting 22, <laughs> um, but this is kind of the reality right now. We don't have that many players that are out for the season. Uh, Emmanuel Mosley, Trey Lance, Maurice Hurst, those are the guys out for the year. So that's good signs. Yeah. Uh, but at some point, right, you got to get these guys back. When that's going to be, I don't know. And Just kind of watch every play and kind of hold your breath. Okay, all, all the guys are up? Oh, good, okay. Yeah, and I'm with Mr. Corey on this. Bradley Bozeman is more realistic, and he's only 27 and a pending free agent. So he could, player, though. he could be cheaper, though. That makes players cheaper a lot of times when they're a rental player. Okay, but my question for the two of you guys, then, is with how valuable center is and the offense that the Panthers are running is nowhere near what, what the Niners do. So to rent a center for, for two and a half months, how long will it take him to get up to speed on... The blocking angles and all that kind of stuff that that that, that are required. Where is as if you get you if you call Trotter or obviously Mac who 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 know the this offense, they can almost fit in day one. Yeah. Um. No, I, I'm with you. I, I think it's somebody that understands the offense or played for Kyle before is the way to go because the center handles a lot of the line calls and all that. It would be tough for a guy to come in through trade. Uh, WTM says 14 points is bad if the tight end don't make that drop late in the fourth. I think that that the, the tight end drop by Charlie Warner, uh, I think that was a big play because I think that would have been the momentum to go down and tie the game up. Yeah. And then I also think the penalty on Brendel on the throw to Brandon Ayuk, that was getting the 49ers cooking. Those are momentum plays you yeah. can build off of uh, that weren't there. So I, I'm with everyone on that. Now, Jason, let's get to your score prediction how do you see this game going? 49ers versus Chiefs. I know it's it's way early, uh, but I'm gonna I'm you, I'm gonna put you to it. I'm not gonna hold your feet to the fire because of all the injuries and stuff, but uh, just kind of give a, a rough thought process on where you think this game is gonna go. Chiefs 27-21. Chiefs 27-21. That's a good game. Um, I, I wonder if we're gonna see Trent back. You know, I, I don't know. This is natural grass. Could we see Jason Verrett? Could we see Trent? But I, I think this is going to be a tough game to win. And in the grand scheme of things, this game is not as important as the no. Rams game that's coming up. Do you want to beat the Chiefs for your overall record? Absolutely. Would it be a huge win for the 49ers? Absolutely. Um, but the Rams game is the most important of the next two weeks, and they have a bye week coming after that where they can get rested and healthy. If, unless the guys are 100%, don't play them this week. And I love what Mr. Corey just said. 49ers 30, Chiefs 27. Uh, so he he says, you know what, Jason, you're right about the Chiefs getting 27 I points. I can't see us getting 30 though. That's I, the. I think I think I like Mr. Corey's score better than yours, Jason. I do too, but <laughs> but but I don't deal with with fan emotion. I deal with facts, and facts are they're healthier. So I, I've never known Mr. Corey not to deal with facts. Oh, he said that 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 having a center beats having a running back. Well, I agree with Mr. Corey on this. You want to know why? Because, Elijah Mitchell is coming back. Oh. No, no, Elijah <laughs> Mitchell's coming back. And guess what? But he's not McCaffrey, though. But guess what? If you have a great offensive line, a great offensive line can make Elijah Mitchell look like Christian McCaffrey 
where a average offensive line can make Christian McCaffrey look like somebody else. Right. But McCaffrey, the difference between McCaffrey and Mitchell is A, in the passing game. No, I, I mean, he's a wide back. I mean, that's McCaffrey what McCaffrey is. is. He's a wide back. I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm not is, arguing his skill set. He's a Pro Bowl caliber wide receiver. He's also a guy who, as, as much as I love Elijah, Elijah can take place 20, 30, 40 yards. Those same holes in that same downfield blocking with, with Caffrey, as we saw with Mostert, becomes 75 yards. Oh, I love it. That's I mean, a, I'm, I'm with you on I'm taking. He makes it our offense more explosive. I, I'm taking Christian McCaffrey to heartbeat for the right price. I just I, don't I know the right if the right price, price exists. But Jason, it's, another great Ant an Hill sure. show. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for our first live yeah, Ant yeah. Hill show. Really appreciate it, Mr. Corey, Shooter, uh, Roy, everyone in chat. Really, really appreciate it. Um, thanks so much for everyone that took the time out of their busy Monday morning Monday to morning. join us. Monday morning quarterback. Yeah, I I exciting episode. We'll be back next week um, for another good one, and it'll be 49ers versus Chiefs and the, the fallout from that. And then we'll be turning attention to the Rams next week because that will be a huge game at Levi's South. At least every other NFC contender really – Yesterday. Except for the Eagles. Well, but and the Eagles, fine. like Eagles, Roy said, ESPN said they're going to win the Super Bowl. If Eagles have home field, I, I really don't care. But what I'm worried about is where those other games are. And the Bucks lost again. The, the, the I mean, there's just a lot of your games. <laughs> the and, Giants won, but yeah, at the end of the day, like who cares about the Giants? I'm telling you though, this is proof that. The Chargers have done messed up big time. Oh, and, yeah, but Dabble. Brian Dable can fly out, out coach the game of football. He's making a crappy roster that actually look good. And thanks, everyone. We're getting so many uh, people saying thank you so much, and we really appreciate everyone that chimed in. I hope you guys all have a great Monday morning and a good week. I'm sure we'll be back soon. Check out the channel. I'll be going live more than I've ever went live in a week. I'm going to give it a shot and see how many lives I can do. It's going to be fun. Yeah. All right, everyone. Have a good it's one. Fun, and if actually. you're over on Patreon, you're going to want to see – uh, 40 yards face-off between Jay Hill and Horse. That'll be coming up. He's going to get crushed again. Yeah, that'll go up on Patreon tomorrow. So get excited for that. And everyone have a good day. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Go Niners.